0: Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. I hope you guys had a a good Christmas, a good happy New Year's, and that you're all ready to start fresh and uh, have some goals for the New Year's. My goal will be the same as last year. I will try to consider... Consistently upload um, podcast episodes weekly just to help you guys review, help you study wherever you may be in your studies. Um, I know I was on a roll with my neuro um, central nervous system review, but I don't have quite that much time today to go through an extensive review. So I thought I'd release a quick episode. This one's going to be about the oxygen delivery uh, systems, like the different methods that we deliver oxygen to patients. So there is, um, I'll start off first with the nasal cannulas or the nasal prongs, you might know them as, um, this is indicated when the patient needs a low flow, small percentage of oxygen um, therapy is what we desire. So the flow rate is anywhere between one to six liters per minute. And it can deliver about 24 to 44% oxygen. Um, This allows the patient basically to eat, drink, and talk without um, it interfering with those things. Also, um, another thing is extended use tends to dry out the patient's nasal or passage or nose. And then, um, they can use a humidifier with this just to help with that drying, which is probably what your patient will complain of the most. And of course the annoying behind the ear, um, thing, like some patients have like really floppy ears and it just like slides off. So you like tape it on their face, constantly adjusting the strap on their necks. You don't want it too tight. So they feel like they're choking. You don't want it too loose so that it feels like it's constantly falling off. You know, the whole shebang. And then there's also um, what we call a simple face mask. This is indicated when a desired FIO two to be delivered is um, forty to sixty percent. Flow rate is sixty or sixty. Flow rate is six to ten liters per minute, and it can deliver about thirty five to sixty percent oxygen. And then, um, so for this one, it does have little. I guess you can call them exhalation ports on the side, both sides of the nose. And this um, allows the patient to actually exhale their CO2 so that they're not retaining. And then you have more issues with them not breathing properly. Um, And this also can be humidified. So if the patient is complaining um, that they... um, that their nose or their mouth is getting dry it can be humidified so with this guy it's like a full face mask so it covers their nose and mouth so obviously they can still talk but it's going to be a little bit harder for them to easily eat and drink so they'd have to take the mask off eat put it back on eat put it back on you know the whole thing so that can annoy some some patients And then we've also got the bag mask, or you might know this as the non-rebreather mask. Um, this is indicated when a high concentration of oxygen is desired for the patient. Flow rate of up to 15 liters, and it can deliver up to 100% oxygen. Um, it's got a one-way flat, it's got a one-way, uh, flat valve. That opens and closes with respiration, resulting in a high concentration of delivered oxygen um, and also, um, what do you call it, helps remove the CO2 that they are breathing out so that they are not um, rebreathing. So the thing with the non breather is that you want to have the flow rate high enough that bag attached to the face mask is inflated, otherwise you're going to like suffocate your patient you're not giving them enough oxygen. So that bag, you need to make sure it's actually inflating. So you need to make sure your flow rate is high enough that it's inflating the bag fully so that they don't just basically suffocate with CO2. Um, And then we've also got the Venturi mask. This is indicating when a precise titration of oxygen is needed um, because it can give them accurate delivery of O2. This can be accomplished with uh, the graduated dial that is set to the desired percentage of oxygen to be delivered. So the flow rate can be anywhere between 4 to 8 liters per minute and delivers anywhere between 24 to 40% oxygen. And then, of course, we've got the ambu bag. A lot of you might know of the ambu bag during rescue breathing. So this is when you're bagging the patient. Um, this is when this is more like being used during resuscitation. So it is indicated for resuscitation or manually ventilating a patient. So say you're in the ICU and you have a patient that's on a ventilator and the respiratory therapist Basically, wants to put the transport ventilator um, on standby and bag the patient down to the procedure, like a fi- like five minute uh, trip to the procedure. So they will bag for that five minutes, and then once they actually get to the pre- um the pre- MRI, I was going to say procedure. Once they get to the other location where the procedure is being done, then they will connect the patient back up to the ventilator. Ventilator gets connected to the oxygen on the wall. Therefore, it kind of like extends um, the battery of the travel ventilator that they are using. A lot of respiratory therapists will still choose to use the um, travel ventilator, attach it to um, an oxygen tank, take it down with them. And then uh, some do prefer to beg the patient, have the extra oxygen tank on standby with the transport ventilator. So for this guy it can deliver up to 100% for the bag valve or the bag valve mask it can deliver 100% oxygen You need to make sure you have the appropriate size and fit for the patient to create, like, a good seal so that they are actually being vented properly when you are providing manual um, respirations. So, to create the seal, you want to hold the mask with the thumb and the pointer finger, and then you want to grasp underneath the bridge of the jaw with the remaining three fingers. It's better if you, like, um actually uh, look at an image of someone doing a big valve mask or if you've ever done CPR, they will actually teach you the proper way to lift the chin and seal the face so that every time you deliver a breath, it's actually going into the patient and adequately ventilating them. Also, with these delivery methods, there's the humidified systems. These are indicated when the patient's requiring like long-term oxygen therapy and to prevent their mucous membranes from drying out. We can also use humidifiers, especially when a patient's on high flow or they're on the ventilator. They can use a humidifier just to basically help loosen those secretions so that um, they can be moved up when the patient coughs and they can be suctioned out and then the patient can have a better um, airway clearance. So the setup may vary. The brand may vary, but they all essentially just help to moisten that air and make sure that either the patient's um, nose doesn't dry out, the mouth doesn't dry out, or they help to actually loosen up those thick, thick secretions that might cause a mucus plug up in the patient and um, obstruct flow, so they'll help to move, loosen that up so that it can move up and we can suction it out of the um, airway. All right. So that is it for, sorry, my dog is playing with his squeaky toy. That is it for the, um, review of the oxygen delivery methods. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I will do my best to release another episode this week. Um, I'll try to make it more neural reviews. So I'm continuing my trend. Um, but if not, it's probably going to be, sorry, my dog's just squeaking, squeaking, squeaking. Um, otherwise it's going to be another short review, uh, episode. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye now.